Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gone together to play a little D&D. Uh, sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, let's jump right into the action. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. So, quick recap where we're at. Uh, Kenna and Lazarus had a run-in with some strange rats, uh, but they killed most of them and uh, let the inspector know, and, you know, things are proceeding as well as they can imagine. And uh, they're on their way to the bar to go see if they can find this lion's individual. In the meantime, Dis and Nim are both there already, and they're just kind of waiting for this performer to come out, who they have determined may be this Lance fellow. And uh, there's quite a big crowd that's drawn. Clearly the guy's got, uh, you know, he's got some sort of draw. And they're just sort of waiting for his performance to begin. So, let's go back and join them. So, uh, Nim and Dis, you've got a couple of minutes, you think, at least, at the bar. Uh, any sort of casual conversation you want to... That's what, uh, first thing I want to do, look around. Anybody in chainmail? Uh... Four. Four people in chainmail. Four people in chainmail. Does anybody match the kind description? Are they blonde? Anybody, yes, blonde. For one. Three of them. <laughs> oh boy. Out of these three people, are any of them wearing a blue cloak, red boots? Blue cloak or red boots. One's wearing a blue cloak, but pink shoes. And another's wearing a green cloak, but red shoes. I'm going to do um, the one that's wearing a blue cloak. Mm -hmm. I'm going to nudge Nim. You see that guy in chainmail over there? You want the blue cloak? You mean the one with pink shoes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think oh, he's up to no good. That is what Nim I want to try to catch this guy's eye. Okay. Wait, he's probably looking at the stage, I would assume. Yes. Yeah, he has a, he's been facing right away from you. Okay. Um, <laughs> how far away is he? Uh, about half the room. He's about halfway through the crowd. Okay. <laughs> Can't think of any way that's going to turn out well. Um, no, I'm just going to keep my eye on him, I suppose. Okay. Like, just keep your eye on him. He's going to go really bad if he's the guy. Didn't the guy have red shoes? Maybe he swapped. Maybe he knows we're on to him. Or maybe I overdry cleaned them up. <laughs> Bled the red right out of those shoes. You gotta have more confidence. You got the best dry cleaners in the entire market. Bro. You're right. Magic doesn't bleed color. Now let's tell it to. Um, I want to look around again. This okay. time for drow. Any drow. This time for drow. No drow. This place is awfully drowless. <laughs> Isn't that most places in the Stronghold? Yeah, it's a damn travesty. <laughs> didn't you murder the last drow you met? He didn't murder. All these drow just keep showing up dead. <laughs> I just want to meet an alive drow again. It's ever since the mayor. Alright. Some sort of inaudible signal seems to have gone through the crowd. And several of them begin clapping. Kind of drawing up an applause. And a man 
walks out onto the stage. He's a curious man. He's definitely a man who's here to perform. He's got very flashy clothing, even flashier than Nim, really. Uh, he has a very, like, small hat, but it has a very large feather, like, right out the top of it. And he has very flamboyant clothing. He's wearing a vest that's a different color than the coat. He's wearing a, uh, um, a cape. Thank you. I don't know why. Uh, a cape that's a different color than the rest. He's got bright green boots on. He's just, he's all manner of colors. But he walks out and he's got a beard and he's got one eyebrow raised as he walks out. And he takes a moment, he waits for the silence to draw down before continuing. My people, I've come to you today as a teller of stories, an actor, ready to fill your lives with joy. Now you tell me out there, what do y'all want to hear about? Do you want to hear the story of the priest who fell from grace, from on high as a man of the Lord, to on low as a beggar in the streets just looking for that next hit. Oh dear. Or do you want to hear the story about a druid? Lost time. Sucked in to things he didn't want to be a part of. Forced to watch the woods he loved die. Or, maybe you want to hear the story about Dara. The story of how Dara released onto the world the evil of the High Elves. Or maybe you want to hear a different story. So tell me, people, what do you want to hear? And right as he goes silent, I want to use Minor Illusion to throw my voice to where Chainmail Guy, or supposed Chainmail Guy is... <laughs> And I wanted to just say, show us your dick. <laughs> <laughs> he hears, just kind of cocks an eyebrow. Show my dick on stage. <laughs> well, you are the people paying the tab, so I shall. And he whips his pants down. <laughs> Do you like what you see, people? Is it impressive? It's, it's fairly impressive, yeah. It's not unimpressive. No, this compares. Oh. Is this the point where Kenna and <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think Lazarus and Kenna can definitely walk in like right now. <laughs> How is this his ego? No. Mm, he's not so big that it questions your masculinity. I'm gonna cut my hand. Okay. The priest! Good. Alright. <laughs> and he pulls up his pants. Now let me tell you all a story. A story of a man who once worshipped a god, a god whose entire premise, I shit you not people, was about not taking drugs. <laughs> I know it sounds strange for a god to just be focused on nothing but taking no drugs, but that's what his god was about. And suffering or something, but, but mostly the drugs. Now this man, he had been a good priest. For this God for a long time. But he began to have events in his life that made him question his faith. As we all do from time to time. Am I right, people? And some people clap, you know. And uh, 
Well, let me tell you about some of these events, because that priest wasn't his fault that he fell into a life of drug use. It was the fault of the people he traveled with. (laughs) They drove him to that lifestyle. (laughs) Terrible people they were. There was Dara, the evil monk who ran around punching innocent people in the face. There was Lazdalar, the druid, (laughs) who was always shifting into shapes to look up young women's skirts. And finally, there was Base, the druid, or the the bard. He was the worst. He was the worst of all bards, and you can tell that from a bard myself. He did everything bards aren't supposed to do. He did all the bad things, like not telling stories. He didn't sing. And also, I hear he wasn't even that good of a womanizer. (laughs) It's a real shame, I tell you. But what he did do right was drive that priest to drug use. (laughs) Now, the story gets a little in the weeds here. So let me continue. And he kind of settles in, and he begins telling a very long yarn about these mysterious people from a time long past, and how they drove this poor defenseless priest to drug use. And as the story ends, you can see many people in the crowd, they have tears in their eyes. They feel bad for this priest. And he just sort of somberly nods his head. That is the tale of Drugrin. The priest. Ah, <laughs> uh, Now I got time for one more story. One more act. <sighs> Storytelling. Tell me what you want to hear, people. I'm just looking through notes, man. Tell us more about Lazdalar. Why Lazdalar? <laughs> no! Dara! <laughs> Lazdalar! Alright, <laughs> let's talk a little about Lazdalar. Lazdalar had an equally heinous fate to some of the other members of his cursed party, but his were very specific. You see, Lazdalar had what you might call a bit of a complex with his mother. <laughs> now, when I tell you that Lazdalar's mother was not a very good mother, now you can believe me members of the audience, that she was a terror. But Lazdalar had a problem. You see, because Lazdalar didn't have many women in his life. So Lazdalar found himself in a sad state of affairs where the only woman that loved him was his mama. And even that was a little questionable. <laughs> so Lazdalar went out into the world trying to make a name for himself, trying to find himself someone to love him. But that's not what he found, good people. He found Bases 4. A horrible party. The damn near damn the world. Here we all are having to live with it. But Lazdalar, he had to live with something far worse. You see, over time, the members of his cursed party died or went their own separate ways, leaving him once again alone. So he snuck off into the forest, where only the creatures of the woods could love him. And they say that's where he rests to this day. 
just sitting out there all alone. And that's what happens, good people, when you associate with the wrong people. <laughs> Space guy sounds misunderstood. <laughs> all right, now. That's all I got time for today. But don't you worry. I'm booked in for three more nights. So we can have plenty more stories. Maybe we can sing a couple of songs. And maybe, just maybe, when he looks at one of the women in the front row, maybe we can do some other stuff. How attractive is he? Uh, and what is he? It's like, he's probably only about a seven, but the confidence and, and the, the control he has over the room definitely helps. Okay. Now, please, try not to fawn me with praise as I leave. And he just walks through the crowd. There's, there's like, some people are clapping, but, like, not not the reaction he probably imagines was going to happen. But, uh, nevertheless, he kind of walks up to the bar. He grabs a pint of beer that's been set there for him, takes a big swig, sets it down, and just goes, Oh, boy! I love acting. <laughs> and he just sort of settles into his chair. Oh, so he just sits at the bar? Yeah, he just seems like he's going to hang out for a little while. How close, how, is, he, yeah, how close is he? Uh, a couple bar stools over. So, yeah. uh, beyond just coming in and being flashed with dick. Dick. Yes. Um, <laughs> have we managed to locate them? Uh, yeah, I mean, they were at the bar. They're they're pretty easily visible. Probably would have gone Yeah, I imagine at some point that. during his stories, uh, you wandered over that way. just, like, take a look through the bar and feel like he's going to be able to, like, navigate through with his eyes? or she just Oh, yeah. They're, they're very familiar with in dealing with all sorts of size of people here, so people are very much kind of scooting out of the way if you need to get by. It's a, you know, it's an inclusive place. They even have step stools for... Well, no, you just said it was quite packed. So, I mean, it, it was, it like... was quite packed. But it, the bar was less packed because it was further from the stage. Okay. All right. I suppose we shove Rosie on over to Okay. Right. So that leaves the four of you are kind of sitting at one end of the bar, and Lance is sitting at the other end of the bar. Uh, he's chatting with a few people, a few people that were from the crowd, and they're asking questions, and he's very dramatically telling them little bits of extra story, and it's giving you guys kind of a moment to collect yourselves. Well, kind of. <laughs> what is Lance's race? race? What is he? Is he a human? He's a human. Okay. I mean, feels like this might finally be the time for me to... <laughs> To step up and take one for the team. Because <laughs> we just follow Lawrence our tenor. Tenor. Just like Kenna lead. <laughs> uh, Do you guys have a plan? Do you I, make a plan? Kenna sweet talks him. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe maybe this venue is like maybe we try to like set up a a meeting a meeting with him somewhere else since we probably don't want to be talking about like going into the ether and. We can use our stories as leverage, too. Like, we got some stories for you. Okay, Except where do you want to meet him? Lil's tomorrow at noon? Oh. What time of day is it right now? Mm, about two in the afternoon. Shake up. Tonight at Lil? At Lil's? Tonight at Lil's? Yeah. Over. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what his schedule is. I feel like this might be hard to pin down a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll we'll figure it out, but we shouldn't discuss details here. No. Okay. I'm gonna pretend I'm a big fan. Like it. All right, go on then. 
So I walk over. How do you approach? I walk over. I just want to tap him on the shoulder. And I want to, like, very, like, coyly... Before you say anything... Yeah. You tap him on the shoulder, and he immediately, his hand comes out, and you just, you feel that finger press against your lips, and he goes, Shh, honey. I know. You're just so happy to see me in person. And you would love to buy me a drink. But I'm afraid I just don't have time right now. And it wounds me, it does. But, uh, afraid you're gonna have to get a rain check. And he kind of stands up. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have another appointment. And he kind of starts to walk out of the room. I run after him. <laughs> okay. Mr. Danson, Mr. Danson, I just, I just need to ask you a quick question. And he sort of, he stops. He turns. Please. Lance. Mr. Danson. Well, he wasn't my father because I made up that name. But still. <laughs> it's not the kind of professionalism I require. Very well. You have five seconds. I was wondering if you'd be able to meet me tonight for dinner at Lil's in Farmer Run. Dinner! Well, it has been a wonderfully long time since I had dinner with Beautiful, but I'm afraid I had dinner with Beautiful last month, and... You just said it was a long time. Well, it is a long time for me. So why not fix that situation? I just don't know. I don't know if I can handle breaking another heart. It's just so sad when they cry. Are you sure it won't be me breaking your heart? Oh, oh snap. I don't think so, little lady. Uh, I think you see, Lance, time would only tell. <laughs> he's got a high opinion of himself. <laughs> and I don't mind saying, because I am amazing. Now, if you insist on dinner, perhaps I could be persuaded to give you a private performance. Maybe you and your friends there, the ones you were talking to at the bar earlier. But, uh... I'm afraid a private performance doesn't come cheap. It's, uh, let me see. I I, I figure it'll run you about 200 gold if you want a private talk. But if you can afford it, I'd be happy to hear about it. I will be back here in two hours. You let me know what you think. And he just kind of walks out of the room. Damn, I didn't even get the sales pitch him on. <laughs> Reducing his cost for driving <laughs> Well, he did say he'd be back. In two hours. I will order an ale. Okay. So, while you're ordering ale, and you're thinking about what to do next... I ask how much the ale is. Sure. Uh, the bartender, he looks at you, then he looks at your company. It's about... Silver. Oh, so I paid the perfect amount. Perfect. So, as you guys are sitting there, you're collecting yourselves, trying to think of what to do next. Can I, you can't help but notice with your passive perception that there are several women in the room that are glaring at you now. <laughs> They've got that look in their eye, like, did you see that hoe talking to Lance? <laughs> <laughs> I'll affect them and I smile and I wave. They don't seem to appreciate this. But nevertheless, they do nothing about it. I'll, I'll minor illusion throw my voice and be like, oh no, she did! <laughs> as, as coyly as possible. You do, how, many, so, how many women? About eight. 
And as uh, as Nim throws his voice and does the oh no she didn't, you see one of the women who previously had been kind of all cowled in a traveler's cloak goes to stand up, but one of her friends kind of <laughs> pushes her back down. But in that moment where you see her start to get up, you realize she's a pretty big broad, like kind of really big. But nevertheless, her friends seem to have Sorry. calmed her down. I know you said what time it was, but... It was about 2 p.m. Oh, it's about 2 p.m. now? We got two hours? Yeah. Lazarus well, probably just leaves the fire for a bit. <laughs> sure. Certainly under no obligation to stay. Uh, anything in particular you want to do, or just kind of wander a little? what's nearby. Uh, let's see. Nearby there. Mm, there's a couple of shops. There's a bakery. A couple of incidental things. There's a small park nearby that... Hasn't been completely taken over by refugees. What shops are nearby? Uh, there's the bakery. There is a small shop that seems to sell mostly little, like, trinkets for your house. Like, little odds and ends, knickknacks, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, those are the two main ones that seem to be doing a brisk business right now. Well, it's not much nearby. Uh, the three of you still inside. Why? I think those girls are looking at me like that. I think your attractiveness has threatened their, uh, female pride. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to control that? <laughs> we'll see, I've got this stick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thanks, name. I'm gonna look around, is the chainmail, one of the chainmail guys still in here? Are they all in here? Where's Pink Shoes? Pink Shoes is gone, but the other two are still there. Okay. Keep my eye on them. Okay. Looking for them to do anything in particular? Approach they me. have begun gambling. Oh, have they now? Yeah. <laughs> is there, um... Any bar fights happening? Not so far. Everybody seems, you know... I mean, Ken almost started one. But uh, outside of that, <laughs> that almost started. Well, I mean, I, they had a hand in it together. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, everybody seems to just be kind of quietly going about their business. But yeah, the chainmail guys are both gambling with each other and two other people. Are there any attractive men in the room? Mm, attractive by Kenna's standards, or more by like the average set of standards? Kenna's standards. Okay. Anyone Kenna would be like potentially. Mm, I'm afraid not. It's a sort of rabbled group. What are what what is the average rating of the women in the room? Mm, that's a tough one to say for sure, but I would say somewhere between the the sixes and sevens range. Yeah, they hate me. I want to do another scan of the room and look okay. for anybody who's not really, who seems kind of out of place in what they're looking for here. Like, that they're still standing here, but they're, you know, they have no, they don't look like they're trying to do anything. They're not trying to drink. They're not trying to, like, they don't have a group around them. Anybody who's, like, kind of suspicious seems out of place in the pub setting right now. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, do an investigation. Okay. 20. Okay. So, 
Uh, you kind of take a look around the room. Most people are either drinking, gambling, having some sort of discussion. However, you do notice that there are four individuals, one in each corner of the room, more or less approximately, that are just sort of standing there, not really partaking in anything, keeping a casual eye on the room. Um, although if you had to guess, they're probably just bouncers. Just, they, just judging by their mannerisms. Do they look similar in any way in the clothing? They have a very similar set of attire. Um, have they done anything that I've seen so far other than just sit in the corners? Mm, if you happened... Roll perception. Uh, passive, which is 15, I think. Okay. Or, sorry, 16 now. 16 now. I hadn't updated yours yet. <laughs> I just noticed that. 16? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, when Kenna and Nim were pulling their shenanigans and that large woman tried to stand up, you did notice the bouncer behind her had kind of shifted his weight a little bit and started kind of reaching back. But as soon as her friend kind of pushed her back down, he kind of relaxed. Uh, judge of what he was reaching for, if I look at the rest of them, I'm assuming there's some sort of weapon or something. They all look like they're wearing long swords, if you had to guess. Okay, Okay, I just gotta take note of that, but then... Could you just hang out at the bar? I'll mention it to people. Like, looks like these four guys might be looking for trouble around in here. Are you trying to be quiet or just kind of talking normally? Uh, enough that the rest of the room's not really going to hear. So quieter, but just kind of using the sound of the room to cover what I'm saying. Okay, but not like like if somebody's sitting right next to you, they'd still hear you. For yeah, because I don't. I'm okay. just kind of like pointing out the bouncers. Yeah, when you mention that, the the bartender just kind of nods and goes, "Oh, they're just here to keep people from causing trouble." It's probably good. It's nice to have a safe establishment. That's right. We don't want any trouble. I wouldn't think so. Hey, you don't want any trouble either. Are you threatening me? (laughs) (laughs) Only if you want trouble. (laughs) We don't want no trouble. We aren't about that trouble. Well, then you should be fine. That's true. How about another drink? Uh, what kind of gambling's going on in the room? Uh, the, the two chainmail guys and the two guys that they're gambling with seem to be playing some sort of dice game. Ooh, okay. Uh, Nim wants to... Nim will order another beer. Okay. And he'll go, uh, he'll march it over to their gambling table and be like, Hey boys, any chance a gnome could join you? The whole table kind of looks over. They all seem fairly open to the idea. The one that seems to be running the game just kind of... Yeah, yeah, get on up. You, you, you don't need any help getting up, do you? No. I'm going to go over with Nim when he said, um, or as soon as I saw him walking towards the chainmail guys. I'm not going to join the game with them. I'm just going to sit around the edge. All right. I don't know. We're playing simple dice. High roll wins. You got two gold buy-in. Each additional bid is one gold. Uh, two gold buy-in? Two gold buy-in. Hmm. And Nim will push 20 gold across the table. <laughs> Guys kind of nods. I like where your head's at. All right. Your biggest pot, you get to roll first. Okay. And Nim's kind of like, mm. and I'm just going to use port and roll <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
see this coming. Alright. So you roll out the eighteen and the other four men at the table are kinda of looking and then it goes to the guy beside him. Clearly he has to decide if he wants to join in or not, but they all seem to have taken your 20 gold thrust a bit personally, so each one of them pushes 20 gold into the pile. And, and they seem to indicate they are all in. Or not all in, but you know what I mean. From my um, stats of just standing outside and having a little bit of different view of the game, I'm watching super closely if anybody other than him is cheating. Of course. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> cheating. Wow. That's true, cheating. actually. You're lucky. You're just really lucky. Hey, if I was using a lucky feet, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay, so, the other four roll. Okay. They all roll lower. They all seem a little upset about losing the gold, but nevertheless, a hundred gold is pushed back to Nim. Well, I covers drinks. <laughs> We're just gonna peace out. <laughs> no. The guy who started the Let table... The guy who started the table is just kind of like, all right, that was interesting. What do you say we up the game a little? Your uh, black friend can join in, too. Whoa. Number one, I'm a drow. I don't appreciate being called your black friend. Number two, children. <laughs> <laughs> but you are black friend. I am black friend, but it's... Not the greatest thing to say to a drow, we take it kind of personally. And to be honest, when drow get offended, it's usually not a friendly time for anybody. Oh. Well, I didn't know that. We're learning everything today. No offense meant. None taken. Well, right, a well, little bit taken. Well, <laughs> clearly a little taken. <laughs> Alright. New set of rules, boys. We got some high stakes players. So, 50 gold buy-in. Everybody ready? You started it. <laughs> no. Yeah? Alright. And he looks over at the other chainmail guy. And he goes, okay. Everybody knows the rules. Pot's over 300 gold. We gotta start being a little careful. The other chainmail guy mumbles to himself for a moment. You see his eyes cloud over <laughs> silver. He goes, alright. Let's play. Hey, nothing I'm doing is magic. <laughs> oh, I know. But they don't know that. Uh, so let's see. 50 gold. There's 60 in now. Can I precision attack my roll? <laughs> precision attack. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 300 gold in the pot. It's gonna be a little ominous when you roll over 20 and they're like, wait, how did you do <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just really lucky. <laughs> Alright. Shall we roll? All right. Please. Guess first. Oh no, we insist. You first. As you wish. <laughs> well. Seems I've rolled a 20. But now I don't want you to think I'm not being fair. If you tie me, I'll split the pot with you. That was a 20, hey? 
One sec. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna use a lucky point here. I wish I had inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Can only use one per roll, though, so. Kind of boned if this doesn't go through. <laughs> You're boned for this roll. Oh, closer. <laughs> Rolled a 16. Okay. So. The chainmail guy that's been running the show just kind of smiles to himself and pulls that gold back in. I mumble to Nim quietly, but loud enough to be heard. I'm like, so he sees chainmail bastards cheating. <laughs> Man stops for a moment. Now I'm sorry. Did I just hear the one that took issue with me calling him based on the color of his skin? Call me by the clothes I'm wearing? Clothes are a choice. Skin color isn't. Cheating's also a choice. Oh, <laughs> I see. You believe we're cheating. Well, you're more than welcome to detect magic on your own. If you would feel more comfortable that way. Or if you happen to know someone that can use Zone of Truth, maybe we could just ask everybody who's cheating. No need. From what I've seen in this area... Anybody wearing chain mails just not to be trusted. I see. Mm. Well, then you're welcome to leave the table. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. Right. <laughs> Ain't no chain mail guy running me out. All right. So, right. more bets then? Sure. Double or nothing. <laughs> As you wish. Oh, God. That's a hundred gold each, fellas. Let's get a real game going, hmm? All right. Make it interesting. That's right. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I'm drinking from my bar stool watching them and shaking my head. <laughs> All right, so... Did you want to roll first this time? Might as well show you what a legitimate roll looks like. We'll go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That was a 20. <laughs> Oh, another lucky point coming out. <laughs> what did you roll? A one. <laughs> These dice just love to roll. Isn't Lazarus happy he left? <laughs> oh, that's not going well. <laughs> yeah, I beat Nip. <laughs> okay. Roll. Another one of them now. Twenty is just. I hope it's somebody. No, just a nineteen. But it was the same guy. And he goes, "Well, looks like I win again. Unless you feel like you need to contest that, Mister Drow, was it?" I stand up and I say super loud, "All right, I'm done with all your chainmail cheating fucks. I am out of here. Take your money." <laughs> and I walk away. Do not play with these people. My point of the two chainmail guys. <laughs> so, first of all, the chainmail guy takes the gold off the table. Because ain't no fool leaves 600 gold on a table. <laughs> but then him and his buddy get up. They go, now hang on a minute. I ain't gonna sit here and listen to you defame our good name. Why don't we take this outside? Why don't we? All right, let's take this outside. Right. And they start walking towards the door. I also walk with them. Mine spike bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a 
my money back. <laughs> Break some fucking legs. <laughs> Alright, so Nim and Dis head outside. <laughs> Lazarus, where did you go? I mean, after there was no shops around or anything, I'd probably start heading back. So, like, I'd come in the door as they go out or something. Yeah, you're like, you're like half a block away. Like, you're almost there. Yeah. And you just hear, yeah, let's take this outside. Dis just bursts out of the room. I just, like, stop. I just, like... <laughs> like, nope. Go Poor Lazarus, just like I bet it's this is son of a bitch. This. <laughs> okay, so Dis and Nim, you guys head outside. The two chainmail guys head outside with you, along with a smattering of the bar patrons who've just kind of decided to wander out to see the show. And the guy, uh, they they kind of set up. They set you guys up in the middle of the street. One of the bouncers <clears throat> comes out as well, just to, seems to be keeping an eye on things. He goes, "All right." What kind of rules we looking for? Huh? How, uh, how do you hit a gnome without being called a lady? There's <laughs> <laughs> the rules. Once you're down on the ground and bleeding out, me and him are gonna cheer, fist bump, and walk away. <laughs> oh, so we want to play no rules. Oh, Damn right. I take off my cloak. And so I hand it to the bouncer. <laughs> like, can you keep this safe for about ten seconds? Thanks. <laughs> The bouncer, like, you, you, like, go to hand it to him, and he just doesn't move. I just put it on his shoulder. <laughs> he just literally stands there. Is it Arms possible? crossed with it, with it just off his shoulder. <laughs> like, Is it possible to watch this through a window, like, without being out there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will do Some people that. are holding the door open, even, just so that people can kind of keep an eye on things. Yeah. He goes, all right. All right, you guys know the rules. Nobody's allowed to use weapons in the stronghold. So... We're gonna bare knuckle box. All right, let's go. Okay, let's do it. So they start kind of taking <laughs> off pieces of clothing, including the chainmail, because that's not fair. So you know they're you know they get right down to skin. Two things happen. The first, you notice both guys are fairly trimmed, not like crazy looking, but nevertheless, like both of them seem like they've been in a fight once or twice. Second thing happens inside the bar. While all this has been going on, Ken has been looking out the window and keeping a very close eye on how things are happening. And as she does that, she feels a... on her shoulder. She turns, and there's that large woman in the cloak. (laughs) And from under that cloak, you just hear, Me, you, outside. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> she just sort of her fist on the thing. You, me, outside. I didn't. Why? I didn't do anything. I could buy you a beer. Hmm. Okay, and sits down. Why the lady nail? I thought Lazarus had to break up two things. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, like, chat, like, you know, as she's drinking, just chat with her. Sure. So, in the meantime, we now have these two men. They've disrobed as much as they need to. Uh, how's you guys' bare-knuckle boxing? Uh, swashbuckler? That's gonna be pretty obnoxious for them. <laughs> fair, fair. Can okay. we be useless at bare-knuckle boxing? <laughs> so was now. Yeah, I'm just gonna make it. I'm not gonna lie. No weapons, right? Yeah, Yeah. no, no weapons, just bare knuckle boxing. Okay. Just mage hands, two fists, and boom. 
I don't think the mage hands punch all that. No, hard, but it'd though. be funny so his fist would at least be at the height of everybody mage else. That's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is. I, I got it. Not, not quite. Not quite what I'm thinking, but <laughs> no, no. If he's got something good, I'm just pulling out their their stat block here. Bear with me. Uh, in the meantime, to this, anyway. <laughs> in the meantime, decide how disrobed you want to get. They've gone all the way to bare chest. Well, I don't want to fuck up my new clothes. Yeah, so. I have my cloak on the bouncer's shoulder, and that's the only thing I'm willing to uh, part with at this moment. We just <laughs> bought this stuff. It's super nice. And that, and you're covered in stuff underneath it. Well, they don't yeah. need to know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Don't take it off. <laughs> take off my robe. I'm, I'm just right down to the, the skivvies. Oh, <laughs> you're right down so to the skivvies. Cold ninja. Okay. Take off your robe okay. and wizard hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just realized that. Thank you. <laughs> Is this the right guys? Yeah, that's them. Okay. Sorry, took a moment. Alright, so the way we're going to do this, uh, since it's just a one-on-one bare-knuckle box-off, is I got their stat blocks, you guys got your stat blocks, and we're just going to do whatever you think you can do to make this punching work out. Alright. Oh, good God. Okay, that might take forever. We'll we'll use this one instead. Okay. So, who wants to fight first? Well, I'll go. I okay. said we were all fighting at the same time. We're uh, we are, each. but for the sake of being able to easier okay. handle the combat, we'll, we'll kind of do it like one in one and one in the other. Okay. So it'll be like you and the guy you're fighting, and then Nim and the guy he's fighting. Now that I slide it, it's like come down to like clothes, no weapons. Lazarus is kind of like, oh, now I'm interested. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fine. (laughs) Start slinking closer and trying to get a look. Okay. So, um, I guess we'll figure out who goes first. So roll initiative. You're just going to be rolling initiative versus the guy you're fighting to see which one of you is faster. Okay. Um, So blue die is the guy Nim's fighting. Clear die is the guy Dis is fighting. Okay. Clear die, the guy Dis was fighting, is 22 <laughs> for initiative. He goes fast. Or he goes quicker than I am. Oh. I'm at 18. Okay, so it'll be B1, then Dis. And the guy who is fighting Nim rolled a 19. Uh, I rolled, what is that total? Eight? <laughs> okay. So I B2. Think you're missing a fact of 10 there. And Nim. Okay, so that means they get to go first. So, bare knuckle with these guys. So I don't have to look it up in the book. It's 1d4, right? 1D4 uh, unless only if you have bar, only if you have, uh, what should we call it? Tavern brawler. Yeah, otherwise, it's just 1. It's 1 plus 3. It's just 1 plus your strength? Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. So 1 plus their strength. This guy's a little bigger. That guy's a little smaller. Okay. So they just have to roll to hit you then. So each one attacks each of you. Okay. You guys left your armor on? Well, Nim, you went down to skivvies. Not that I think it matters for you all that no, much. No, uh, my AC stays constant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the... And the plus to hit is just... It's not their weapon, it's just their... Depends if they have proficiency in unarmed, which I... 
All players have proficiency. Yeah, I think all players have proficiency. But they're not necessarily players. Yeah, they're not players. (laughs) No, but they are clearly guys who wanted to go bear fight. So I guess, you know, that's fine. But we are also level 9 adventurers. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. So, uh, for Nim, that is... Just, sorry, grabbing that. That is a 17. Uh, I think that proficiency doesn't affect armor class, does it? No. No. Uh, that's a... Yeah, I'll just let it hit. Okay. And uh, Dis, yours hits too. The the guy rolled a 19. 19? Okay. So. Uh, okay. Uh, so then each of them, it's, it's no... So it's just one plus their strength. So Nim, the guy you're fighting, uh, he kind of comes up and he goes, I don't really know how to fight a dwarf, so... And he kind of just, like, he goes... He punches just down, but he kind of ends up coming down like this on top of your head, uh, and he does five damage with his punch. Uh, and then Dis, the guy that's hitting you, uh, kind of just like, alright, Blackie, let's go! And he punches you, and he hits you for four. Okay. Really? I get the tougher guy? <laughs> That's literally just how it randomly worked out. I rolled back here to see who would fight who. <laughs> this is going to do some damage. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, so it's both of your guys' turns, so you can both roll to hit at the same time, and we'll just do the damage. Uh, can I employ some shenanigans? Uh, I, depo- I suppose it depends on the type of shenanigans and whether you're how you're trying to get away with it. Uh, so I'm going to phrase it like this. You're going to be like, well, I'm fighting an ape, so I might as well be an ape. And then I want to polymorph myself into an ape. <laughs> oh, fucking not, not exactly the subtlest of shenanigans, but also, super funny anyway. Proficiency on this, does it work as like my normal weapon proficiency? Yes. Uh, yes, as long as you're proficient variant. 22. Okay, to hit. that'll be a hit for sure. I'm sneak attacking as well. This is sneak attack damage. <laughs> yes, because there's nothing to stop you from doing that. Yeah. And I'm Not also swashbuckler. I'm also um, does, goading does attacking sneak as well. Attack require you to have a melee weapon. Requires you to have advantage. You're sneaking Actually, up if, and doing damage if, to them. Sneakily. If it says weapon, yes. Um, so it just depends on the right. wording. I think. Let's read them all again. Um, give it a sec. We got to do nims anyway. So you transformed into a giant ape or a regular ape? Just a regular ape. Okay. Just because I think, I think giant ape would be a little overkill, honestly. Well, I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once per turn, you can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack if you have advantage on the attack roll. Yeah, then one you're one. fine. Yeah. Oh, and, actually, and, no, no, sorry. The attack must use a finesse or a ranged weapon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> then it appears blue. My hands don't count as finesse weapons. We can check. Is it's it? got to be in the book somewhere, but I I'm don't... I'm just struggling with how this character... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I... Let's see. Oh. I can murder the shit out of multiple crazy things, but... Oh god, you're swinging at me, I'm dead! <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, do you have the stat block for apes, Nim? Oh yeah, I pulled it up. Okay. That's yeah. good. Sorry, just getting into weapons. Oh, I found it. Uh, let's see. Weapons. It says no. <laughs> that you can't sneak attack with unarmed. Damn. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Nim, then, I guess, we'll have you go first. But rule as fun says yes. <laughs> rule as fun says yes. Okay, um, I mean, because what's the difference between not having it and having it? Because you still have the same number of attacks around and stuff, no, right? Yeah, because I lose stuff because I changed everything, so, yeah, my... <laughs> Okay, I got you. Um, then I would say, like, I don't understand how you can sneak attack with a dagger, but not your bare hand. My Yeah, my thought on it is, like, what's a sucker punch in D&D, then it's exactly. or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that's how I would kind of assume it, is, like, sneak attack is more like, you were like, oh, look, he's an ape, and then you just uppercut him when he looks away. Yeah, and, like, I thought I was doing, yeah, like, donkey, but, like, illegal moves and stuff like that, where they're... Legal Not necessarily. No rules yeah. Barred, but... yeah. No. No rules were set up for the. Uh, so yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and That's roll. Fine. Nim, you still have to roll your attack roll. As uh, the do I? Because uh, polymorph is an action, so I don't know if I get an attack this round. Oh no! Then you're not. You just you just polymorph into the ape. Also, do you think goading attack would go through? Uh, I feel like this is a solid one, but I'll check the text as well. Go like I don't have any. I don't think there's anything against goading attack unless it specifically says it has to be a weapon. Um, the only thing I would think of is the guy's already fighting you, so I don't know yeah. if goading attack adds. A yeah, lot no, for I you. don't think so. It adds damage to it, but in this case, would it? I'm just gonna say no because I like the damage doesn't make sense to me. The extra damage on it. Yeah, I'd be a little curious how that works. Sneak as well. attack makes sense, but goading attack. Yeah, sneak attack I can rationalize. It's, you know, you just sucker punch him in the face. Uh, okay, so the guy that you're fighting, um, Nim, just, like, he, like, sees you turn into the ape, and he, like, looks at his buddy, and, like, they both look at the bouncer, and they kind of look at the crowd, (laughs) and the crowd's just like, fight the ape, (laughs) fight the ape, and the guy's like, alright, guess I'm fighting an ape. Uh, okay, uh, and then yours obviously roll the attack. Okay. Also, I think goading attack would work. I'm not gonna roll it this time. My reasoning for this is the goading attack could be like going for the nutshot or something like that would be the extra damage. Something that would piss them off so bad that they'd come after you, but also hit in an area that's like slightly weaker that would annoy them that would have more damage done to it. <laughs> I, I assume suppose that's, that's possible. I assume that was actually the way goading attack generally works, because I don't really understand how you attack with it to piss them off and get like a D8 out of it. Yeah, I would assume it's kind of that same yeah. idea, more or less. Uh, anyway, either, that's either way, I won't roll it this time. Um, sure. I'm just going to roll the sneak attack damage, which is 3d6, and then um, uh, two damage base. Wow, that's rough. <laughs> Four. Uh, 11 damage total. And that includes the unarmed strike? Yeah. I, I pop him for two with just... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> one plus good, one. It's a good thing you could use the sneak attacker. That That's why I fought so hard for it. Much, much longer fight than... How much was it again, sorry? Uh, 11. 11. Okay, so that is... Yeah. That much. Okay. All right, so you kind of... To do the sneak attack, I really do... You're just kind of like, he's going to fight an ape, and when the guy, like, looks, you just sock him right in the kidneys. <laughs> and he kind of, like, he kind of, you know leans over, puts his hand on his thing, and he goes, oh, that was dirty. <laughs> you get dirty when you're fighting chainmail guys. <laughs> Forever just has things against all chainmail guys. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go buy a suit of chainmail. <laughs> if you want right. to die. It's time for retaliation. So, ape and dis. Okay. So... Uh, to the ape, it's a 16. Oh, damn it, that hits. And to dis, it is a 12. Uh, miss. I'm gonna rip his A, too. 
Okay. So yeah, he goes to swing, but like you've hit him in the kidneys and he kind of winces as he swings and it slows him down just enough you dodge. Uh, and then obviously if you rip his A, you can. As long as you can do it with no that, weapon, that's we'll what find I'm checking out. as well. I'm like, rip his A with like fist on fist sort of makes sense or something because I could block it out, but yeah. it seems like I'm treading on. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, the ape takes five damage as the guy's like, the guy's like looking at him and he's just like, he's still really short. <laughs> And then he just does, like, the swing down with his hands again. So Ripa says, when a creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction and expend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against the creature. Melee weapon attack against the creature. But they only have to do a melee attack to me. But I think, didn't we read this once before, and when you're swinging with your hands, it is still a melee weapon attack? It makes sense to me, because, like... Because otherwise Monk couldn't do, like, half their shit, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, because all their shit says melee weapon attack, so I assume it's fine. So I'm just going to ripazay it and just... Plus, Ripazay, the whole thing is is you see an opening and you counter, you can do that with your hands just as easily yeah, as you can do with a Since we're like bare hand boxing, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like if it, it was with a weapon, a I feel like I'd need to be a monk or something to safely block that out unless he was super low level compared mm-hmm. Um okay, so I'm gonna make the weapon attack roll. Um That's how that works for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that'll be a uh twenty. Okay, that's a hit. Then I will ripazay and sneak attack. Fourteen. Okay, fourteen. So, this time, he goes to swing at you, but he winces in pain from the shot in his kidneys, and when he winces, you kind of dodge to the side, and you just immediately slam him in the kidneys again. Mm -hmm. He kind of stumbles for a second, and he coughs, and a bit of blood comes up, and he just kind of, oh, maybe I should have fought the monkey. (laughs) You're already fighting the monkey. Whoa! <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> As if I was the first to go there. <laughs> the day of the dragon boy. Yeah, that's um, okay, so that's your guys' turn again. So you both get to attack. Uh, Nim, you get to attack with the ape. Okay, so it's two fist attacks. Yeah. That's how ape works. Okay. They don't have the best plus to hit, though. Uh, 15. Uh, hit. And let's see. And, uh, 18. Yeah. So, uh, that's... Uh, 11 total damage. Okay. It's kind of weird. This is first attack was 11 damage. <laughs> How mysteriously in sync. We're gonna beat them. You actually start singing and saying, "I'm gonna hurt you." <laughs> I was totally gonna. I was totally gonna do that. Look, they're in sync. Bow, bow, bow. That Simpsons thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, that was the ape attack. Go ahead, this. Crit. Okay. Ouch. Uh. So yeah, sneak attack. I uh. I assume there's a way you're trying to hit him. Uh. Right now. Yeah. So the, I'm gonna say. So I've hit him in the kidney twice now, and he's just bent the fuck over. Yeah. I'm gonna get, like, so before I go in for this attack and get real close to him, I'm gonna be like, shouldn't have said shit, bro. <laughs> and then I'm gonna fucking, uh, I'm gonna just knock him back so he has to sit up straight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit him in the kidney again. Okay. Sue as hard as I can. It, that wasn't exactly what I was leaning for. It was more leaning towards maybe there's another way you're mm-hmm. trying to hit him. 
non-lethal. Um, <laughs> Quiet paladin. <laughs> or fist fight. I thought it was like I don't even like I I kind of assume non-lethal if you're just having a brawl in the street. Yeah, like I never liked that, but it's a good call. Yeah, so I'm gonna non-lethal. Him. I don't want to kill. Him. Yeah, um, yeah. I assume you just want to put him on the floor at this point. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Though the chainmail makes it tempting. He's not even wearing the chainmail anymore. I know. Is it still tempting? He's been. <laughs> he wore it that one time. That's right. He smells of the chainmail. Um. So my. My main damage doesn't change. I'm still doing two base damage, I believe. It's just my yeah, rolls. Yeah. Because I don't actually roll for that. Oh, no, I think it still doubles your base damage, doesn't it? Okay, it's just, just one. No, if you crit with a fist, it does extra damage. Yeah. It just it just does but it's, double it doubles your number dice rolls, and you don't roll dice for the base damage. I know. It just it doesn't seem right. That it it you does make crit sense. Not doing so any extra damage. Just Plus, so if you're four, critting yeah. a two, so you're four. getting a four. It's not like it's groundbreaking or anything. Yeah. Um, Even for the big guy hitting Nim, so you'd only hit for ten if he crit. That seems fine. I'm not going to roll the table either, because that seems a little overkill I, for this. Good thing I non-lethal. Um, 18, 23, 28, 20, 32 damage. His okay. kidney explodes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with a shot like that, maybe don't hit his kidneys. I, I'm, I'm maybe just going to say, like, he's bent over, and you walk over, and you're like, shouldn't have said nothing, bro. And you just do that thing where you, like, grab him by, like, the back, and just knee him in the chest, and just drop him to the ground. <laughs> And then, um... It's probably safer than hitting his kidney for 30 damage. I was gonna say that I take the gold out of his pocket. I was just gonna leave it. The bouncer's right there. In fact, your cloak is still dangling off his shoulder that he's deliberately annoying. I'm gonna finish this one off with me. I'm just gonna walk back to the bouncer after them and, like, just brush my hands off and my legs. I'm gonna walk back, grab the cloak, put it on, and go, thanks. I'm just gonna go back and just watch Nim's fight. Okay. Uh, Nim, that's you next, then. Okay. Uh... I don't know, because I, I rolled my... So it should be that guy's turn. Oh, right, that's right, because Dis just finished. Okay. Alright, he's uh he's rethinking his life a little bit. He just watched his buddy get dropped, and he sees that the ape fight ain't going so well either. So he just kind of, yeah, I uh, think I might be out. Yeah. Coward! <laughs> he like, looks over, he's like, I don't need to hear that from you! <laughs> Alright, so, like, does it, do people start, like... Yeah, everybody kind of, you know, they kind of start filtering away. It All seems right. pretty well, clear the guy's like, not going to continue the fight. To, to, sorry, just before that, just because I said it, I want to walk up to Nim. Oh, uh, yeah. Fist. Fist bump. As, as an ape. As an ape. As an ape. Uh, at I that moment, that. you hear a bit of commotion behind you, uh, and you look back into the bar, and you see that the large woman is talking to Kenna, and they seem to be having a fine time. Uh, but Lance has reappeared. And he's kind of strutting out through the door. He just kind of looks around. Well! That was a fantastic show! (laughs) I'm gonna tell everybody. (laughs) Now your story. Make sure you let all the chainmail guys know. Not to mess with us. <laughs> As you wish, my friend. I will tell every man that wears chainmail in the city that Dis has their number. <laughs> and if they got a problem with that, they can come to him. That's right. So, you make sure you do. Uh, <laughs> oh, I will. So I, I sense there are more stories to come. <laughs> <laughs> there is indeed. <laughs> Alright, can I, like, come up to, like, that guy that Dis is fucking flat outside and, like, look at the other guy and be like, 
Sorry. Just like heal the yeah, you can definitely him. lay on hands him. He only needs... Uh, his max HP was only 30, so it's up to you how much you want to get I want to grab Lance again really quick. Hey, Lance! Yeah. He's like, you, you grab him, and he's just like immediately... He's like, please! Don't touch. I'm sorry. Just talk. I'm sorry. I I'm also a man of the threads. I give him a pause. Let me look. Look at me. Go on. Now, you got a story out of us from this. I can tell you what. We have a lot more interesting stories in the tank. If you wouldn't mind coming over tonight, we can kind of discuss some of them with you. Do you? I do. So, your friend's sloppy attempt at seduction was not... An effort to get into Lance's pants. Well, it may have been. You are a very attractive man. I would assume she'd be after you. Oh, God. But it wasn't all fun and games. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. First first things first. No homo. (laughs) Second thing. Uh. You can just tell I'm not interested. Third thing. If you've got more stories, I am a man who is always looking for a story. But they have to be good. If they're boring stories, I will leave. Well, as a comparison, the story out here is like a one on the 20 scale of our interesting stories. We'll shock you. Very well. I'll waive the 50% markup. You can pay me 100 gold for a private performance. That sounds agreeable. Well, all right. I, I want to. I want as this is happening. I want to drop polymorph and be like, "But wait, there's more." <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a man of many classic tastes and clothing. So I was uh, wondering. I own a dry cleaning business. We could work out a deal with a bit of a discount on your normal rate. You see, he seems to like. He looks off into the middle distance for a moment, and you see a solitary tear. Jerk down his face. He goes, Oh, how I would love to take that deal. But you see, due to a very long story that I don't need to get into right now, I'm afraid these clothes can never leave my body. Damn that witch! Damn her and her curse! I'm afraid I'll have to turn you down, Nim. I just well, I have mean, no need of laundry services. For, for my laundry services, they... The clothes don't need to leave the body. That's actually one of the premium services? Oh, no. <laughs> they stay clean. They just look like this. <laughs> um, I want to roll perception on scent and see if he's telling the truth or if he smells like shit. <laughs> Go right ahead. By the oh, way, Lance, because I know you'll be listening, I really hope you're enjoying this so far. My apologies <laughs> if you're not. <laughs> Um, I really hope he didn't just sit down and was just like, oh, he's not going to talk like that the whole time, is he? That's <laughs> uh, a 12 for passive. Okay. Uh, he smells fine. Confounding. Okay. <laughs> Damn that witch. Damn her! A hundred gold it is, then. Very well. What time do you need me? What time is it to round right now? Probably like three? It's like three or four. Uh, eight? Eight, yeah. Eight PM, that's good for you. I think that will suffice. Where do I meet you five people? Now, would you know about Lil's place in the farming room? What to believe you may? Oh, Lil. The one that got away. 
Well, okay, not the only one, but one of the ones <laughs> that got away. Oh, I am familiar with her pub. How I miss it. All right, well, if you can agree to let me her let me inside, uh, I'll meet you there. I'm sure we can come to an understanding. Oh, if you do, now that would be a story I'd like to hear. Does he have a ring? Uh, he's wearing gloves. Oh, so maybe. Hard to tell. But that seems pretty common here. All right, then. Then if you'll excuse me. I have a waiting audience to attend to, and I will not leave them without a story. So, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. I'll meet you there. Don't forget to let the chainmail guys know. Oh, don't worry. I'll put the bulletin out now. All right. And he turns around, and he walks back into the pub. Before the doors even close, he goes, All right! Anybody that likes to wear chain mail just wants a fight. (laughs) (laughs) If you need to find him, he stays at Lil's Pub and he just walks up to the stage. Fuck. Perfect. (laughs) Stay at the door. Wow. I think we'll we'll take our break there. (laughs) Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, seriously guys thanks for joining us thanks for listening in uh, if you liked what you heard share us with your friends if you hated what you heard share us with your enemies uh, seriously though like comment subscribe we'd love to hear from you and we'll find out what happens to double doubles and dragons next time